1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
0: Showtime! Are you ready? I'm ready, are you ready? Ready!
3: This is The Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. Feels like old home week.
4: I know what you
2: mean.
5: Jeff Lutz.
2: <laughs> Definitely old home week when you're here. I hear you loud and clear. And Jason Duda. For today anyway.
5: It's old home week? Are you saying I'm old or that I should be in a home? Yes.
4: righty then.
2: 975 in twelve forty KFH.
5: Stand by for action. Hello everybody, welcome. It is a Thursday, and this is the Bob and Jeff Show. On KFH radio, Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz, Jason Duda joining us for the three-man booth today. Along with Misty Louise, our great little puppy dog. What are you guys doing over there? You look very relaxed. I'm gonna braid. I I could have a nap. You look. Uh, uh, are we you starting look,
4: with this already.
2: You look
5: disassociated almost. In what way? Well, look at Jeff. He's hunkered up. Uh, texted us again last night about. The Pacers. You get that text, dudes? Oh, I, I, yeah, I you did. got it. Okay, yeah. went through. That's good. Yeah, it got
4: through. I was <laughs>
2: super um, excited
4: for you. Thank you. I
2: appreciate that. So
4: no,
5: again, no one cares. <laughs>
2: well, no, I didn't get a reply, so I assume. Yeah, that and that's going to be the you guys standard operating
5: or, procedure, or maybe you had watched the game and already kind of knew
4: what was going on. I don't know, but uh, oh, I missed the game. You did? Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. That's all yeah. right.
5: I just don't find that interesting. I don't find you to be more interesting because you follow the Pacers. Why don't you like the NBA? I find the whole thing just nondescript. Jason has told us why he doesn't like the NBA. I don't mind the NBA. His reasons are faulty, but at least he has some. I don't mind the NBA when we get to the playoffs. So what do you have against
2: regular season NBA?
5: uh, It's just uh, too many players sit out. Nobody's sitting out. Uh, Anthony Davis already... It just doesn't seem to be taken that seriously. Okay, well, most teams don't operate like that.
2: You understand. Because most teams, or a lot of teams, don't have
5: super-duper stars. There's no benefit. Everybody or... gets to the playoffs. Um, there's just not a lot of intrigue. Oh, Okay.
4: They've added an in-season tournament to make it more interesting. They sure have. I have no
5: idea what the status of that is. Makes no sense to me whatsoever. Well,
2: Indiana's want to know in their
5: pool and don't care. There's nothing. (laughs) That's the only thing I know. There's nothing to be gained from it. Sure, why not? And uh, just, listen, again, I love basketball. And I like the NBA playoffs. I think the NBA playoffs are fantastic. I don't get into the regular season I like college basketball but they don't make that easy because we got a lot of games tonight and none of them are interesting we
2: yeah we already had this conversation you and I and dudes and I uh, earlier this week
5: you got to play games that have a little bit of meaning Uh, Pepperdine UC Davis I don't care I just don't care why why would you? I mean, well, why wouldn't you? Why do you only have to watch
2: really good teams? If you like college basketball, remember our old caller Dennis? Everybody remembers Dennis. He'd tune into Pepperdine UC Davis, and he'd have a scouting report on both teams, and he'd love it. So you only like to watch the top like teams to watch, in college basketball. I like
5: to watch Division One, high-level Division One basketball. That's true. That's, that's that's my call.
2: There's such a gray area in that these days. We don't know what's high level. I mean, these teams. Well, we have a good idea. Teams that make the tournament and with 28 wins, you'll never see them on TV. But that doesn't mean they're not high level.
5: If I got a 28 win team playing today, I watch them.
2: Okay, well I'll tell you who won 28 games last year.
5: I don't want to hear. I don't care. You're suddenly you you think now you're Mr. Basketball. I am a little bit because you. Pay $90 to watch the uh, Indiana Pacers. Good stuff. And you now think, because your wife referred to them as we. She did. That there's some camaraderie there.
2: Wow. She said we. Are we going to win tonight? So I said probably.
5: And that's how it went. I thought you'd say, well, no, but they'll be fun. Now, let let me switch from you to Duda. Good. Because if the answer to this question is affirmative, I'm kicking him out of the house. Oh, I could use because a nap. Because he is. Well, I'm Mr. Football, and uh, we're going to gather at the bar this evening, and uh, we're going to, you know, we're going to rub heads. Uh, <laughs> are you watching the Bears Panthers tonight? Yes, sir, I am. You've got a why? I got Cole Komet going. I got a couple. Just uh, keep track on your phone. Why? Why would you waste any time watching that atrocity? So what of game? else should I do? Watch the Shocker. Literally anything. Kentucky. Are they on TV? Yeah, ESPN+. Plus. I don't get ESPN+, Plus, so there that goes. How do you get ESPN? Yeah. Did you do you get the Disney channel? Do you get Is it on the Disney channel? Do you have a login for your <laughs> You get if you get ESPN and the Disney, if you ask your wife
4: i'd have to figure that out i lost one of the kids probably they'll know more than i do but seriously
5: if is I, there if, not an if, nfl what time's game it on? that
4: you're offended by 6 30 oh well i'll probably then i'll probably tune it on for the first half for sure it'll be on i'll get one of the kids to figure it out for me
5: jackson we're gonna sit down we're gonna watch the nfl tonight
4: uh no he won't watch it good there's hope for him. <laughs> yeah, No. nobody else will watch it. Cole Komet going. But I mean, have you ever
2: heard a sadder Cole phrase? I
4: will be watching. Have you what? ever no, heard? No, no, be serious for I am minute. being serious. Why? Because you got one fantasy I like player? W- no, because I like to watch football. Well, that's just a and dumb... And it could, into, it could, alert, it could turn alert. into one of the best games of the year. No, you don't could. know. That's that's the pool best, alert, best thing about alert. sports. You have to be yeah, a good never team. never know. You never know. You do know. No, you bad don't. teams cannot you play. You don't play know that. Max has don't play this. good games. You don't know, Jeff. Fool alert. I know. Ma- you don't. Fool, fool alert. Keep
5: playing. Fool you alert. Play it, Max. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 button's going to be worn out in what a week. It say food alert. Fool alert. Fool, fool, fool alert. alert. It's fool. It's foolish. Uh, to waste time watching fanta- that. NFL I can't game.
4: wait. I'm to watch probably. I don't know if I'll get to the first half of the Shockers because I might have to watch the pregame. Would you watch Kent
2: State, Utah
4: Valley? No. Not really. They both won 28 games last year. I mean,
5: no, that's a lot. That, that, I'm just
2: saying. You know, are they playing tonight? No, but I was just looking at uh, random.
5: But I seriously, while I'm peeved at you, I don't get this macho football stuff. I just don't I like get it. I like to watch football. That's not even a game.
4: How do you know it's not a game? There's even nobody interested in because that game. Because it's the Bears and it the Panthers. Has it has no
5: ramifications. Played.
4: And neither team well, is gonna go to that going to go to the playoffs. Deonta Foreman is playing against his former team. What a storyline. Wow. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. See, you're just
5: trying to make things up. There's I don't nothing. Not to make things up because I've already told you. I like to watch and, and football. And, unfortunately, you lump together with the other Neanderthals in this country. Love them uh, all. Marge, get that pizza done. I got a football game. I oh, love it. <laughs> love it. I got a football game, and the boys are coming over. Will I
4: probably watch the start of the Shockers game? Yeah, I probably will. And then will I turn it to the football game? Yeah, I probably will. That's probably what I'll what do What if tonight. the
5: Shocker game is really good? Then I'll probably turn it
4: back and watch the end of the Shocker game. What? If the Shocker game's close, late in the second. I will probably turn it back and now, watch it. You guys because get to... at that time, it should be pretty close to halftime. So it should work out just fine.
5: Fool alert. Fool alert. Now you guys get to uh, attack me for something. Because I've already, uh, I knew you'd come with that. Well, yeah, it's a football game. Of course, I'm going to watch.
4: You it. asked me, and what do I like to watch? I like to watch football. So yeah, I'm going to watch Ugh. the football game. Uh,
5: just make it, it
4: makes it me. Would you rather me watch the
5: Pacers? It makes me the yeah, Pacers and the Bucks play tonight. Yeah. Not a chance. Not a if chance. this game had any allure to it at all, we'd of course understand. But this is a terrible. And you, oh, what if well, it's a I, great game? I can't game? wait. It'll
4: be a fantastic game. It'll be There's one of the no, games that they'll talk
5: about for the rest no, of the year. No one will talk about and you it. You won't see it. You'll spend three and a half hours watching a game that no one will talk
4: about. No, I'll spend at least an hour and 20 minutes watching the first half, and then I probably will fall asleep.
5: <sighs> so disappointing. So will everybody who watches that game. Well, That's at least you got something out of it. Sure to induce sleep. Attack him for something. What right, do well, you want to attack me about? Because I I've come out.
4: I don't want to. Not yet. I it just I feel bad for him.
5: Not yet. Well, no, go ahead. What What is it?
4: What do I want to attack you about? Well, I don't know. What is it? I don't need to. When I when I'm going to attack you, it's not going to be when you're ready for it. There's <laughs> It'll obvious. It'll happen when I decide it happens, not when you decide it happens. There's obvious uh, things to
5: attack me for.
4: Uh, yes, there are. But I'm not going to do it when you're sitting there and ready for it. No, I'll attack you when you're not ready for it.
5: What am I going to watch tonight? My wife will want to watch the Shockers. And uh, we will watch that game and see what happens. I feel not obligated, but I feel like for the purposes of being a local radio host that is going to talk a lot more about the Shockers than I am the Bears or the Panthers, I feel like i got to see the Shockers. If K-State was playing, I'd probably say I'm going to watch them. If KU was playing, I'd probably watch them. We're going to watch a whole lot of college basketball this season. One, because of what I just said. Two, because my wife loves watching college basketball. So that's where we are. That's great. What should I watch tonight? And it'd be wonderful if you'd sit down with your wife and watch some college basketball. Instead of alienating your family, turning on the NFL game while they scatter to other places throughout the house.
4: Well, that's true. That will happen. It happens on any time I watch a football game. So normally I scatter. I'll go find, I'll go downstairs and watch, whatever. And it'll happen again tonight, I'll guarantee you. Never been I, more. If there's I've a never guarantee been more in disgusted. the world, that's a guarantee.
2: Um. Yeah. I'm. I might. I'm done. Kind of with this. With what? The show. I just. I'm turned off by it right now. I'm Why are you off? turned
5: off? I don't by. know. I'm just. You well, got what, what if you're the guy turning us off? It might be. Well, then tell me what you turned. Okay, here's your, your attack on me. Yeah, what are your Come on, issues? I just, Come on, I just don't this like was, your attitude. What are your issues? I don't like
2: your attitude because you're here. You're over here. I actually enjoy something. That's right. Great. I actually enjoy and put a little bit of investment into it yeah and you're over here oh deontay foreman's playing against his former team you know when what you know you don't mean it i don't enjoy care.
4: i enjoy it and i invest my time in a different no sport you don't to watch it's not so you don't, don't you don't have any investment don't sit over there you and tell, tell me care that less who because wins you do you like the pacers so you invest in them that's okay but what you invest your time in that sucks but you care who Why? wins do you care who wins the game tonight yeah Nope, no, not at all. Don't care, don't care. No investment. Hadn't zero in rooting interest in who wins the game.
5: But boy, Cole Komet. Well, that, I hope he. I hope he rips that, his Achilles nah. apart. I hope, what do you got I against hope, me?
4: I hope. I, I hope
5: Cole Komet. I hope
4: Foreman runs for fifty-seven I yards. Hope they run into each I hope other. Darnell Mooney catches twenty-eight yards in passing.
5: Oh, he's gambled on it too. That, see, there's no, that's
4: not investment.
5: Yeah. that's just. Uh, it's hey, just. I'm a, gonna gamble and then watch the game and see if oh. I win. It's what going to be fantastic.
4: I might, I might only have to watch the first half.
5: What, now, what do you got against me? Uh, just, I don't know.
2: I don't know. Just your Band-Aid on your face. <laughs> <laughs> Who cuts themselves shaving right under their eye? I've never heard of it.
5: It was weird. I took the razor and I kind of swiped across. And uh, it, it, it made no sense. I was watching myself as I did it. It was a surreal experience. It's like, wait a minute. What did you just do? Uh, you're supposed to come down with the razor, right. and I kind of swiped it across and opened up a gash. That
2: seems like it would hurt and, real uh, bad. Yeah,
5: it hurt. It hurt. Uh, and thanks for your empathy. <laughs> thanks for your caring. You're welcome. Uh, Who are you,
2: Nellie? I mean, good God. To
5: get on this show and just start uh, mocking my bandage on my face. I mean, that was that was a trend
2: when I was in high school, the Band-Aid under the eye. That's, that's not even a thing well, anymore. I'll
5: tell you, I've gotten a lot more respect. Since you I've have? Out in the be- yeah. People see that and they take a step back. <laughs> you doing a duet with Kelly Rowland by like, any you chance? You know what? It doesn't matter what I do. <laughs> uh, what I what I do is I walk into a room and people are like, I don't want to mess with that bad man.
2: <laughs> you are number one. That's for sure.
5: What's your problem? Nothing. <laughs>
2: yeah. you got some issues happening today. This what are you fantastic. talking about? Well, you're angry. I'm not angry. (laughs) Just making a lot of Nelly references.
5: It's all good. I don't get it. No anger. I don't. I don't follow (laughs) Nelly closely enough to really know what you're talking about. Is
4: he still singing that guy?
5: I don't know what Nelly's up to. He played the state fair a couple years. ago. Isn't he a St. Louisan? He is. Uh, So speaking of that, it's the 92nd birthday today of Whitey Herzog, Uh, my favorite Cardinals manager of all time, who happened to manage. Some of my, I'd I'd say the, I'd say the '80s version of the Cardinals, is my favorite version of the Cardinals. Although the '60s, with Gibson, Brock, and all my favorites, is right there. Uh, But Whitey Herzog is the most compelling baseball figure for me uh, of my lifetime because why is that? Because he took over the Cardinals as GM and manager, and basically cleaned house. Just completely changed the direction of an entire franchise. Traded people right and left. uh, Went out and got a team built on speed and defense and pitching. And dominated.
2: That's what we all want to do, right? If I was GM, I'd trade so many people. I mean, make your head spin. Well, Whitey did. I know, I love it.
5: Good for Whitey. And some of the trades he made, you scratched your head. Wait, we're trading Ted Simmons uh, for David Green. What? Well, that didn't work out. Well, some of it worked out. They also got Pete Vukovic. I can go into. You're not. You know what? You're not sharp enough to keep up with me. I used to. I used to go to church with our friend
2: Weston quite a bit, uh, and there was a guy at the church who looked exactly like Whitey Herzog. It was unbelievable.
5: I don't know what that has to do with anything. I just
2: it just reminds me of that. He had the hairstyle. It was amazing. Max. It might have been. It might have been Whitey. Max, for all I know.
4: <laughs> is that Max a fool? Max has got to be
5: quicker on the trigger. Is dude.
4: that a fool alert? Could go off a thousand times during two hours. Why are trip? you not even holding your microphone? Because I'm really comfortable right now. This is perfect. Yeah, I'm, I gonna, need an ottoman. I'm gonna fire dude. Once I get an ottoman <laughs> this, in here, oh man. There's I'm, one right over there. You're gonna have to move back a little bit though so I can actually use uh.
2: it. I mean your your microphone is is resting on yeah, your chest. It's well I'm
4: basically re- laying down. It's so. absolutely ridiculous. Put your microphone
2: up to your mouth and, what, be, a you profe- can't hear me? and be a professional. A
4: professional we're on radio and I'm in the basement with you two dogs.
5: Well, uh, there's not a day that goes by that I'm not given a professional effort here. I am given a professional, <laughs> and uh, I'll just say yeah, that I'm doing pointly. it my way. And you'll never hear Max play. Fool alert! He should fool alert. Well, wait till your for picks. Something I say. Wait till your picks today.
4: Exactly. Probably
5: do it nine times.
2: Well, he'll go seven and two either way, so it doesn't really matter.
5: Now, why, why are you? In, what? What's that about?
2: You. Know, I mean, just you have the book, and that's how the book gets written. Pencil so well I cheat? Mm, uh, uh,
5: stop with that! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Max. It gets tired. some different numbers. It gets really, really tired. We're going to be uh, making picks in our number two today. Coming up next at 225 Tim Fitzgerald, gopowercat.com. We've uh, had a little time now to digest K-State's loss uh, to Texas. What a game that was. We'll get his thoughts. Brett Pfeiffer, the head football coach at Mays South, will join us, I think. May South Capon is the most compelling high school playoff game of the week, and that will be played tomorrow night uh, out at Wichita Southeast High School, which seems crazy to me, but what do I know? Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. What do I don't you know either? Know? I don't know. I mean, you got to play it somewhere. It's Capon's home game. You uh, got to, you know. Why not play that puppy at Riverfront what Stadium? He, what's the game of the week in your opinion? That one. I just said it. That's your game of the week? Do you not listen to me? Well, I was getting rammed
2: on he, Twitter. It's ridiculous. Who cares? He literally that just, Josh guy who, who wants us to watch football because he's, he, he's, he's, he's that guy.
5: Smart. Who is it? It's Josh,
2: the guy I called a couple weeks ago or whatever. don't
5: my impersonation of Josh. Oh, Never this, met him. Well, if Duda wants to watch football, then uh, I'll join him, and we'll have some beers. <laughs> doesn't sound like a
4: bad evening to me. <laughs> Just because you don't like it doesn't mean other people do or don't. The game
2: of the week, by the way, is East Wasper and Rural.
5: That's a great game. That's the game. That's not the game of the week, in my opinion. All right. Mays it's, and Eisenhower is the game of the week. Well, that's not the. That's not even oh, the top is. half. Oh, for sure. Uh. But I think Mays South Cape and this is going to be a Donnybrook. And I uh, can't wait. Uh, boy, if Southeast High School wasn't 60 miles from here, I might go to it. But I'm not. I'm going to keep track, as I always do, on my phone. That's and at kansas.com. Maybe uh, look at try to find it online somewhere. There you go. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back and talk Kansas State Athletics. Tim Fitzgerald, publisher of gopowercat.com. He joins the show next.
3: This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240
2: KFH.
5: Tim Fitzgerald joins us on the IHOP hotline. GoPowerCat.com, the publisher of that entity. We're going to talk some K State sports. So forgive me, I'm going to jump ahead because uh, that's what I do. Not discounting Baylor coming to Manhattan this week. Certainly, K State will need to take care of business. But I am, uh, like everyone, extremely curious about the stakes potentially the following week when K state plays at Kansas, uh, what's riding on that game. Uh, is there a long list?
6: Uh, you know, I think it, it, it's pretty simple. I mean, it boils down to K state's domination of that series in recent history. And, uh, that's one of the, shackles you need to break if you're the KU football program. I saw K-State go through this with other programs when Bill Snyder came to K-State. There's so many similarities how Lance Leifold is building that program and uh, those breakthroughs. They just got one against Oklahoma, and can they do it again against Kansas State? Yeah, so
2: how would you – I'm asking kind of about the stakes too. How much bowl – uh, consideration stuff do you think is on the line there? Do you think the winner of that game goes to a quote-unquote better bowl? Will it depend on what happens the next couple of weeks? Or, uh, Like I said, how much are the stakes here?
6: I think you're right. I think that game could decide some bowl pecking order there. Now, if you're Kansas State, you're you're probably on the outside of the championship game, which puts you on the outside of the New Year's Six um, with free losses. So it's probably one of those things where if you're K-State, you can still, you know, get to a pretty darn good bowl game with nine wins and maybe put together a 10-win season. Um, and, you know, for Kansas, just getting to another bowl game and trying to climb up that, that bowl ladder is very significant. It's all part of the process um, that Lance Leipold's doing. And, you know, I, like again, like Bill Snyder, he didn't really skip steps you know, he just kind of ratcheted it up year after year, and I see Lifel doing something similar. So um, if he can get to a better bowl game than the had last year, that is forward progress.
4: Well, i got to ask you about uh, Avery Johnson, obviously, from Wichita here, and, and how has he been perceived? You know, obviously he had the five-touchdown game, um, didn't play that much against Texas after the fumble, uh, but where is he at right now? How do you think his progression's been so far this year?
6: Uh, he's going to be a whale of a quarterback. There's no doubt about it. And I, I think a lot of fans are ready for his time to start, but it's not quite his turn. Will Howard's asserted himself as a starting quarterback. Um, you know, I just walked out of a press conference and asked Colin Klein if he's underappreciated. Will Howard is because a lot of fans are clamoring for a true freshman, and Will Howard is two passes away from two touchdown passes away from tying the school record. So I would expect if he stays healthy, he will own that school record by the end of the season, if not by Saturday evening. And um, he's just kind of got to wait his turn. But I would also like to see him uh, get a few turns on the field of more meaningful snaps instead of him handing the ball off or being a decoy of sorts. I'm not quite sure. I fully understand how he was used at Texas. But um, this kid can play. And I think no one's crazy to think he might be a generational type player. But right now, Will Howard's a pretty darn good quarterback. If you're the rare
5: K-State fan who does not subscribe to GoPowerCat.com, we urge you to do so. Their publisher, its publisher, Tim Fitzgerald, uh, with us here on the show. Uh, so yeah, here we are. God, I had a great question, and then I had to I had to reintro Fitz, and you forgot. And, uh, that and, happens to me all the time. We're and, old, man. And and here we are. It's ridiculous. Oh, here it. I got it. You mentioned Colin Klein, the offensive coordinator. Uh, a Case State football legend, uh, but boy, he was—he uh, was getting beat up uh, the other day on Twitter, pretty good by some Case Staters. Where is the fan base with Colin Klein as the play caller
6: for this football program? Um, fans, some fans, quite often, simply think that the simple—if the play doesn't work, it was a bad call. Um, and, and sometimes the defense is just better. Like in the last play of the game, the defense was just better on that snap of the ball, uh, and that's what it came down to. Uh, I'm also struck, though, as I read some of that and, and you know, some of the ways fans react. And you know, I'm certainly not cutting a, a swath across the fan base, but there's some selective fans for every program that have a great deal of emotional immaturity and react to things not going their way with their team, like toddlers throwing their toys. And some of the stuff I saw was outrageous and just silly. Um, but that happens with every fan base. And, and uh, it, it pops up when, when you face adversity. And if you can't handle adversity, you react with emotion. So I want
2: to go to basketball because I wanted to ask about Naquan Tomlin and Jerome Tang's quote that if he were to return – uh, this season, that it would be a bonus. Is that a little peek into Jerome Tang's tolerance level for off-the-court shenanigans or whatever you want to call it? Uh, he, he also seems like, Jerome Tang I'm talking about, seems like a guy who would say, well, you might not get to play, but uh, not going to wash my personal hands of you and kind of be there for you. What is What are you learning about Jerome Tang
6: from this situation? You know that, brother. I mean, that's exactly what he's saying. He's saying, you know, if this doesn't shake out um, from a legal standpoint in the right direction, he's not going to play anymore. But um, he's made it very clear that the coaches love him and they're going to help him out. Um, he, you know, he's a kid that, not even playing high school basketball, and then going to junior college and playing a little basketball on a, you know, very small stage. He just hasn't been used to being the center of attention. Um, and you know, sometimes we don't handle those things very well. And He's just got something he's got to work through. He's had a rough summer, and uh, now it's filled into the fall, and we'll see if they can get him back. No doubt they need him. Uh, He would have helped a lot against USC because he was exactly the type of player that could have played in that game and and thrived with his length um, because USC had it. But um, I also see a coach that uh, isn't willing to compromise on all of his principles just to get back a player that will add wins to his win total. He wants to do things the right way.
4: Uh, and I, I'm kind of curious, what did you see in that USC game? Obviously going out and playing a tough opponent to start with, uh, kind of difficult, but what were some of the good and some of the bad things that you saw in that game?
6: Well, um, the shooting was atrocious. You know, the top three guys that you, know, you might consider the top three scorers as of now is out out there were 10 of 44 from the field. Um, that, that's just not going to happen. Arthur Colum is not going to go 1 of 11. Again, I don't see that. I mean, he's got a proven track record at Creighton Tyler Perry. has got a proven track record at North Texas. Maybe he needs to adjust to the level of play a little bit. I saw some of that. Um, I saw a team that is far from finished, far from polished, but they played extremely hard, and that stats reflected in offensive rebounds. And As I've been saying, the bad news about that game is once they got an offensive rebound, they had another opportunity to miss a shot, which they often did. Um, so it just kind of compounded itself, but they did scrap and play. But they had some defensive breakdowns. They just looked like a bunch of guys that you know hadn't quite played in this that type of environment together, and hadn't always played together because the the uh, exhibition against Emporia State, they lost Quez Glover, one of their other transfers that they expect to help in the backcourt. So at one point, they had two true freshmen. Uh, guards in the backcourt, and boy, they look like 2-2 two, two freshmen in the, in the backcourt. It just it wasn't pretty. But it, this team wasn't very good last year until Big 12 season with the players that took them to an Elite Eight. So we'll see what kind of progress they make, and I'm uh, interested to see what they do tomorrow night uh, in you know the first home game of the season.
5: Against Bellarmine, Tim Fitzgerald, our guest. I want to get back to football for our final question yep. here. Uh, we've got Cincinnati, UCF, BYU, and Houston, their first year in the conference. Ne- none have particularly distinguished, distinguished, distinguished themselves. Uh, next year we'll have some, some more new members coming in. Uh, what do you make of big 12 football, uh, in the future? It, it, who's best positioned, uh, to become this conference's new Texas, Oklahoma?
6: Um, you know, that's a really good question. I, I'm actually – I thought these teams would struggle this year. I didn't imagine it being this bad. I thought UCF would be an upper half type of team, and they just haven't had the defense to do that. I think they now get a better understanding of the talent level that they need to find to compete at this, in this conference. And this conference, unlike almost any other, is just relentless. You know, there's not many freebies out there. In fact, the newcomers have kind of felt like freebies sometimes. Um, and you know, that's not always true. They, they have risen up and played some teams really competitively. I think next year when you see Utah come in, I, I think Utah, K-State, and Oklahoma State, and maybe Kansas are positioned to be uh, teams to beat in this new conference. We'll see what Coach Prime does with Colorado. Um, I, I think uh, there's a little volatility there that lends itself to instability, but uh, I know they're on track. Arizona seems to be getting better. And uh, it's going to be a really interesting conference. Without those two shining programs that the national media can stare at in awe, um, I, I will be very fascinated to see how the national media treats the Big 12. Uh, so many of these guys and gals just like the shiny object. That's all they can see. And that, that's Texas and Oklahoma in this uh conference right now, and without the shiny object, will they just think everything stinks in the Big 12, even though there might be good teams? We're going to find out.
2: Fitz, I wanted to ask you about a guy you mentioned, uh, Quez Glover, obviously injured now, but is there a comparison there, and I know it's probably wild and, and unfair, to Marquise Noel, just as a guy who put up numbers uh, uh, in a smaller league, uh, a, a kind of an undersized guy there what do you what would you expect from Glover when he returns
6: uh, I think he's going to be more in that Desi Sills role um, uh, and I don't know if he's the same type of player as Desi but that kind of you know fire starter off the bench uh, that can come roaring in and, and mix things up and I, I think they missed him as much as as Naquan in this game I just didn't have the backcourt depth and he's out for a while but what One thing of note, when we watched the team jog onto the court after halftime, there he was with an injured knee jogging with his teammates. Did he look like he was ready to play? No. You could tell he was a bit gimpy, but we were all a little bit surprised having an injury that is supposed to keep him out that length of time that he was already jogging on.
5: All right. We covered a lot of ground. You're capable of doing it. You're a ground eater. No question about it. Tim Fitzgerald, gopowercat.com. Always a pleasure, Fitz. We'll catch up soon.
6: Great to talk
5: to you, boys. All right, there you go. Brent Pfeiffer joins us. He is the head football coach at Mays South. They have a very interesting game in Class 5A, the 5A football playoffs, uh, tomorrow night at Southeast High School here in Wichita against Cape and Mount Carmel. Uh, Hello, Brent. Welcome to the show.
3: Hey, guys. How are we doing today?
5: We're doing okay. We're we're, uh, in anticipation of of these great uh, games tomorrow night that uh, will send the winners into the uh, Western Finals to see who goes and plays for state championships on the Saturday after Thanksgiving. I think this game that you have against Cape and Mount Carmel is the most intriguing of all of them because of the two high-powered offenses.
3: Uh, Can you see that? Yeah, I think uh, the more we watch the tape – you know, Both defenses are pretty talented as well, so it's, it's going to be an interesting night tomorrow night. Our, our game's going to be a lot of fun to watch.
2: So I want to go back just to the to the win over Hutchinson because they had narrowly beaten you in the in the regular season. And when you're preparing for a team that had defeated you earlier, is there emotion involved? Do you have to kind of take the emotion out of it? Do you want that emotion? Uh, Is it different from preparing for any other game? And and what was kind of the difference? Because both of those games were really close.
3: You no, know, I, I think, you know, for us, if you're going to play twice in a season like that, if you, you know, like you said, you narrowly lose the first one, it's it's probably a little more uh, emotional and the emotions are good for you going in. You're, you're excited. Um, and, and you're ready to prove, prove something. And, and, you know, if you're on the other side of that, you know, and we've been in that position as well, where we're playing somebody a second time and we, we had a, a short margin victory and, you know then you're then you're kind of take, trying to take the emotion out of it for the kids and and get them uh, believing that the other team can can beat them and and get them focused in on the little things. Uh, so for us it was a it was a good victory and it, it was a good position to be in.
4: Well coach give us a rundown on some of your players who've been uh some key guys for you this year. Oh yeah. That would
3: be a long list. Uh some of our are key guys, actually, you know, here so this, this, uh, this last few weeks, our, our scout teams have been amazing, you know, so the, the, a lot of the young kids have really stepped up and pushed us in practice and, and done, done a really good job getting us ready for Friday. But, you know, offensively, obviously, you know, uh, our quarterback Tate McNew does a great job for us and he's got some great targets in, uh, Sammy dressy and Landon Gatto and Jaron Askren, Darius Felton, uh. Jaden Garcia, uh, Braxton Bigley at running back. It's been nice to get him back almost almost healthy. Um, he's making it through each week. And then uh, up front, our O-line has been great, uh, kind of anchored by some seniors in uh, Peyton Smith at center and Jackson Coleman at guard and Tristan Gronley at the tackle. So uh, those seniors on, on the uh, offensive line have been really important for us in communication and, and getting everybody ready up front. And then uh, you know on the defensive side, Brady wraps kind of our captain of that defense, and and uh, gets those kids fired up. And, and he's a no-nonsense, let's get it done guy. And and everybody kind of rallies around him. And uh, we've got some really good kids uh, on on his level with the linebackers and Trent Luce and Xander Dossie. And uh, up front, we're we're, uh, we're really I feel really talented this year. Um, you know, we've got a sophomore and Hunter Higgins getting a lot of attention right now uh, from Power Five schools. And then. Uh, on the other side of him, though, you know, you can't really run away from him because on the other side we've got Cason Paradis who's, who's having an, an amazing season. Um, and then in the back, you know, it starts with Christian McDonald's safety. He's having a great year as a junior. Um, Easton Brown at, at, at corner. Um, you know, Xander Brungar at corner. And then uh, another junior in Tagen Goods. So, you know, we, we've got some pretty good guys, I think, at every level on both sides of the ball.
5: Brent Pfeiffer, our guests, the only football coach in the history of May South. That's uh, pretty impressive. So you're a veteran coach, uh, although that's only since 2012. Uh, you're coaching against maybe the oldest coach ever known to mankind in Weston Sharks. <laughs> I hope he's listening. Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I know you know him pretty well. Everybody knows Weston pretty well. So what are your thoughts when you go up against uh, – against coach sharts
3: i think uh you know it it is uh he's a he's a good friend and and a guy that uh, has helped me uh when we started the school and been been pretty involved each summer we do stuff together and and our staffs hang out a little bit in the summer and and our kids practice against each other and you know i think you'd go back and and watch film from weston when he was uh in 1980 and and probably put on the film right now (laughs) see the same thing so uh he, he knows what he does, and he, and he does it really well, and he coaches it really well. And so always going to get a big physical team with Weston. Um, his kids are always going to come and play, and play very physical up front uh, and on both sides of the ball, and they're just going to bring it to you every down. So we got to be really ready for them.
2: So you mentioned your scout team, and I'm going to assume – that you don't have an Omari Elias clone on that scout team. So how do you prepare for him? Capen's running back. I'm talking about, uh, you met, you mentioned a bunch of talented, uh, defensive players. So is it just our best versus your best or, or do you have something up your sleeve there?
3: You know, I, I think, you know, or, uh, hopefully we can just contain it. I, I don't know if you can stop that kid. You know, he's pretty, pretty talented, can do a lot more than people give it credit for. And, uh, um, so it's it's kind of just trying to contain it a little bit and, and not give them seven and eight yards, but maybe just two and three. Uh, so tackling well is going to be really part of the, part of the biggest hurdle for us to get through is making sure that we're tackling low and, and really rallying to the ball. It's going to take all 11 guys getting there to, to make it happen.
5: Brent Pfeiffer is our guest. He's a head football coach at Mays South. So, you have a similar story in some ways to Goddard Eisenhower uh, you came in may's obviously the established high school in your district. You've uh made it work and and built up now to be uh, one of the top football programs in class five a The same thing has kind of evolved at Goddard Eisenhower. Uh, they're still alive in the in the football playoffs. uh Do you get together with uh Darren Fisher and talk about that at all because there are some similarities in in your stories and your programs.
3: Yeah. You know, the coaches that have come come through Eisenhower, I've I've always kind of connected with a little bit and coach Fisher's no different. And, you know, we, we talk a little, quite a bit, actually in the off season, we run into each other and, and visit about different things that uh, their community is doing and things that are going on in his program and and vice versa. He asks a lot of questions uh, of me and what we're doing. And uh, so, yeah, we're very similar schools, very similar communities, uh, clientele, um, very similar kids. So it's him him and I, uh, Coach Fisher and I, I think we work really well together and, and visit about different things going back and forth and hopefully help each other out a little bit.
2: When you get to the, this uh, point in the season when, you know, everyone is is really good, how much is it about matchups and how much is it about, you know, maybe I just have a, a shred of talent more uh, than you do? What's, how, how would you kind of equate those two things when you get to this point?
3: Yeah, I'd say you know it's it's uh it's high school football and and uh, you know you're dealing with teenagers and you know it's it's uh it's no different than trying to teach them in a classroom so it's it's kind of getting things across and reviewing over and over and over again and making sure they have uh, their responsibilities right but you know there's there's Jimmy's and Joe's out on that field and so we all have them um, you're trying to take you know your best and put them in a good position to find some success and and everybody on the other side's doing that too and. You know, like you said, when you get to this part of the season, it's you are running into teams that health matters uh, this time of year. You know, there's and you got four teams left on each side of the of the of the boundary here. It's it's uh, you know who's the healthiest going into it, um, who can stay the healthiest during the game, and and uh, you know any any one of us really can win on on a given Friday.
5: All right, Brent, we appreciate it. Brent Pfeiffer, head football coach at Maysup. Before I do let you go, uh, we were teasing our friend Jason Duda early in the show. Uh, You are unqualified. I mean, you're obviously qualified as football guy. Uh, Will you be watching the Bears and Panthers tonight? Or (laughs) is this a good night to maybe fix that pottery bowl that you accidentally broke? (laughs)
3: <laughs> Actually, I, I will turn it on. I, my daughter, uh, you know, God bless her. A uh, little shout out to to Katie there. She had her wisdom teeth pulled here a couple hours ago, and so she is at home waiting for me to to come home and probably uh, nurse her up a little bit and try, hopefully, get her healed up. She wants she does she does not want to miss that game tomorrow night. So her and I will probably put some ice packs on and then uh, turn the game on a little bit.
4: Smart man. Uh, Smart man. I, right, my kids go to Mays, and I'm
5: cheering for you right now, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> right,
4: I appreciate
3: that.
5: Brent, thank you so much. We always appreciate it. Good luck tomorrow
3: night. Hey, yeah, guys, I appreciate you too. Thanks a bunch. Thanks. All right,
5: good right, five for the head football coach at Mays South. They have Cape and Mount Carmel. Now, Weston, we'd love to get him on the show, but – He would not come on, uh, most likely, because uh, he's superstitious.
2: He is. No need, though. Ah,
5: we'll see. Maybe he would. Well, can only ask. Tomorrow we'll break down uh, all of these games with Joanna Chadwick uh, from Vipe Magazine. Uh, We've got Mays and Goddard Eisenhower on the other side of the West Bracket. We've got two uh, highly intriguing games in Class 6A here on the West Side. Washburn, rural, Wichita East, as you said, and Derby another shot at Manhattan uh, tomorrow night up in Manhattan. I can't tell you how fascinated I am by that game. Manhattan has won three in a row against the Panthers.
2: Yeah, they've got their number right now, including this year.
5: Wamigo and Wellington. We talked about that one uh, yesterday. Wellington traveling to Wamigo. Jeff was uh, highly fascinated about the bus ride. I don't quite get it, but. I was. I want, to know. I want to get inside the bus ride. I want to know what goes on. McPherson and Andover Central uh, in the other side of the Class 4A West Bracket. In Class 3A, Clay Center visiting Cheney. That'll be a good one. Don't overlook Clay Center. You're going to overlook them a little. Uh, they're 9-1, and one, and they're a good football team. Uh, their only loss is to Southeast of Saline, which is an undefeated team. Uh, I would not completely overlook center, but Cheney looks Cheney looks pretty darn good. Uh, and then you've got Wichita Collegiate at Andale. Uh, Collegiate getting another shot at the Indians who have some quarterback health issues. They've lost a quarterback or two. Uh, Southeast of Saline previously mentioned in 2A. They go to Hoisington on the west side of the bracket. Ellsworth and Norton on the other side of that bracket. And then finally in 1A, uh, Valley Heights, where's Valley Heights for a billion dollars? <laughs> <laughs> I I hate that you're asking me this because it. Well, you'll never
2: know. There. No, I know because I saw it today because I looked this up and I don't remember. I just remember it's in uh, Blue Rapids, north of Manhattan. Blue Rapids.
5: Uh, they do north. They face uh, Medicine Lodge, and then uh, on the other side, Marion and Conway Springs. That one in Marion. So there you go. There's your games for tomorrow night. We'll come back hour number two. We'll have our picks coming up at about 3:25. We're gonna go nine games again. Yeah, I, why I not? put you in charge of the picks. What do you? Th- whatever.
4: It doesn't. I I don't really get started until after Thanksgiving. So whatever you guys want to do, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Well, and then I'll, I'll yeah. make yeah. my run. There's a lot of history go. of that. And
5: oh. then when you get started, you don't do very well either. Oh, that's not true. Uh, we'll be back. You are listening to The Bob and Jeff Show, Jason Duda in the three man booth on a Thursday.
1: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month.
0: New iPhone 15s? It's better over
1: here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.